Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. Hello and good morning and uh, welcome to Activate Christchurch. Happy Father's Day, everybody. So cool to have you with us. If you're a part of Activate Christchurch, uh, you should have got one of these. If you're a guy, every guy over the age of 18 should have had one of these dropped off into their mailbox uh, either sort of Friday evening, yesterday sometime. We've got a lovely box of licorice all sorts, which are nut-free. And a pair of socks, because it wouldn't be Father's Day without a pair of socks, right? We've got a lovely Happy Father's Day card on there as well. And you'll notice, guys, that there is a number on the bottom of each and every card. And that is because we are doing a prize draw uh, at the end of this morning's service. We've got all the numbers in here, and we're going to pull one out. And that lucky winner is going to get a $200 voucher to Mida 10 Mega this Father's Day. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Josh, isn't that just a cynical attempt to get me to watch this whole service? And the answer is yes. Yes, it is. So let me share for you very briefly. In fact, before I do that, a quick update on where we're at. Obviously, still in level three lockdown. Uh, tomorrow, the 6th of September, the government will announce what's happening around the country, aside from Auckland. So we will either stay at level three for a you know, another three days, in which case we'll just have to revisit it sort of Thursday, Friday. We might stay at level three for another week. If we are at level three next Sunday, it means another Activate online service. Uh, if we bump down to level two and the level two restrictions are the same as what they were last year, then we will be able to meet with some, you know, additional health and safety measures. Uh, they may look to implement some sort of hybrid lockdown level 2.5. End result is we don't know anything today. But tomorrow we'll know a lot more, uh, and so I'll flick an email out to the church and we'll update our social pages as well so that you will be kept up to date with what is going on, okay? Anyway, Father's Day this morning. I hope you got nice breakfast in bed, dads, or you were treated nicely. Uh, I was, which is awesome. Uh, what I want to do this morning, very quickly, without taking too long, is I just want to put an idea in front of you. Um, and this applies not just to dads, but to mums, to kids, to every single person watching. As we celebrate Father's Day, I want to talk about God the Father, you know, our Father God. And, and in particular, one radical idea that's really started to shift how I view God. And it's something that I think I was vaguely aware of, but had never stepped back and really looked at it closely. And so over the last couple of months, since this idea first kind of got planted in my brain, uh, I've done a lot of thinking about it. I've done a lot of meditating on it, and I've done a lot of transforming, right? Because Romans 12, 2 says that, you know, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so when you get an idea and you start thinking about it with God and mulling it over with the Holy Spirit, it can start to renew the way that you see things. That can actually transform your life. Um, and so here's the radical idea, which, look, you may laugh at me and go, Josh, everybody already knew that. Uh, but I didn't, or at least I didn't know it at a level that it was impacting my life. And here's here's the thing. Uh, we talked about this last year a lot, right? We talked about the fact that um, what God is like doesn't really matter. What matters is what we think God is like. Because at the end of the day, God could be any number of things. But if we don't think he's that, then that's not real to us. And we won't respond to God or interact with God in that way because that's not who we think God is. We had the same when I was in radio, which I think I've shared before, which was perception is reality. In other words, doesn't matter if it's real, guys. If we can just get them to think it's real, 
then they will respond the same way regardless. And parents know this with their kids, right? How many parent has had to put their kid into bed and try and convince them there's not monsters under the bed, right? Like the kid's determined to believe that underneath their bed is a monster and you're like no that's not real honey like that reality is there are no monsters under the bed but their perception is their belief system is that there is and so as a result they will stay in bed all night and they'll even wet the bed rather than getting up to go to the toilet and run the risk of a monster shooting his hands out to grab their ankles as they hit the ground and sucking them in so whether it's real or not doesn't change the way that they act. What changes the way that they act, what keeps them in bed, wetting the bed even, is the belief that it's real, right? And so by the same token, doesn't matter what God's like, what matters is what we think God is like. And we talked about this last year, right? There's that beautiful quote from A.W. Tozer, um, something along the lines of what comes to mind when you first think about God is the most important thing about you, like something like that. Uh, and his whole premise is that, look, the way that you live, the way that you interact with God, the way that you view God, your relationship with God, the dynamic of your relationship with God, the way that you interact with the people around you, the world around you, all of that can be traced back to who you believe God is and what you believe God is like. And so it's incredibly important that our view of God is actually based on truth, that we, we look at God, we're seeing God the way that he is. And I'm not convinced that a lot of us do. Uh, and I know for a fact that I haven't in the past. And even now, I'm sure there's still things that I'm just way off base with. But here's, here's the idea that it just kind of stopped me in my tracks a couple of months ago and just arrested my attention. I started to get this sneaky suspicion. I don't know where it came from initially, but it just started. I started to get the sneaky suspicion that God might actually be far, far nicer than I've ever possibly imagined. I think that God might be more kind than I've ever comprehended, more loving than I've ever fathomed, and yes, nicer than I've possibly ever dared dream. Um, and what started this was the understanding that when we look at Jesus in the Bible, everything that Jesus does and everything that Jesus says is because he saw God doing it or he heard God saying it. See, there's a verse in the Bible where Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. Now, if you read that and take it at face value, what that means is that everything Jesus ever did, he did because he saw his father doing it. So when he reached down to the woman caught in adultery and stood her up and said, hey, I don't condemn you. He did that because that's what he saw God doing. When he went and sat beside the woman at the well, who he was not culturally supposed to even be near, let alone talk to, he did that because that's what he saw God doing. When he said to the woman who split open the alabaster jar on his foot and started wiping it with her hair, he said, hey, your sins are forgiven. He said that because that's what he heard God saying. And so this idea that God and Jesus are exactly the same has been a bit of a game changer for me. And I'm not saying that they were poles apart, like there was a significant overlap. But if I'm being honest... There were definitely some areas of my life where I felt that Jesus would treat me differently to how God would treat me. Have you ever felt like that? Like maybe you do something wrong, you make a big mistake, and you're like, man, if I had to choose right now between which member of the Trinity I want to hang out with, I'd, I'd, I'd happily hang out with Jesus, but I don't hang out with God, right? Because I feel like there'd be a different response from them. And that's not right. You know, in, in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word's talking about Jesus, in the beginning was Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
right? It says, look, you can't separate God and Jesus. They're like the same. And yet they're separate. It's this crazy Trinity thing. I don't understand it. But I love what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1. This is what the writer of Hebrews says. Verse 1, chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. So here's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. They're saying, hey, Israel, throughout our entire history, if God wanted to talk to us or reveal his nature to us or unpack his plan for us or bring direction or correction or anything like that, if God wanted to communicate in any way, he used the prophets, right? He would issue a prophetic word through Isaiah or Jeremiah or Ezekiel or Hosea or any one of these guys, Nathan, he, he would he would communicate to us through the prophets. That's the way that God spoke to us. But now, the writer is saying, now he speaks to us through Jesus, through his son. Jesus now supersedes and overrides everything that came before. Jesus is the, the thing that matters now. And in verse 3, it says this, the son, talking about Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being right so jesus is the exact representation of god i've got a few different other versions written down just to make sure that we're interpreting it correctly the king james version says this jesus is quote the express image of god's person right the amplified version says that he is the exact representation and perfect imprint of god's essence the esv says he's the exact imprint of God's nature. Uh, the National Living Translation, the New Living Translation rather, NLT, you know what I mean. It says this, that Jesus expresses the very character of God. And I love the Passion Translation, that Jesus is the exact expression of God's nature, his mirror image. So the Bible is extremely clear. In fact, even Paul writes in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, he says this about Jesus, he is the image of of the invisible God. And so here's my kind of epiphany over the last couple of months is that any time I can imagine or picture or envisage, envisage, envision, see Jesus responding like this to a situation, but God responding differently, then I have an issue because that's not biblical. And the truth is that I believe that for many years I've carried this idea like I love God and I see God as my father. But there have been times when I would say, I think God would respond differently to how Jesus would respond here. And that's just not right. right? The Bible says everything that Jesus did, he came to reveal what God was really like. If you've ever wondered, what's God like? It's a pretty big question. What is God like? You read the Gospels, study the life of Jesus and go like every single thing that Jesus did, that's what God's like. Everything that Jesus said, that's what God like. Uh, God's like. Every time the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion, that's what God's like. Every time it says Jesus reached out and extended forgiveness, that's what God's like. If you want to know what God is like, then study the exact representation of God that we have in human form, which was Jesus, right? If you want to know what God is like, then study the guy that expresses the very character of of God. If you want to know what God is like, then study the guy who is the exact imprint of his nature. I love what Shane Willard says about this. I heard him say it the other day. He said this. He said, God is like Jesus 
exactly like Jesus. He's always been like Jesus. We just didn't realize it until now. Let me say it again. God is like Jesus, exactly like Jesus. He's always been like Jesus. We just didn't realize it until now. You know, I, I, I came across a story the other day, and I think this kind of sums up perfectly uh, where I was at and where I am now, and I'd encourage you to really think about this. Uh, one of the things that I do on the side, uh, apart from pastoring, which you guys know, is that I work for a production company that produces television shows aimed at sort of 10-year-old kids to teach them about the Bible and to teach them about God. I write the, the scripts, the shows for it. And so what happens is I don't come up with the theology. Uh, I'll get given like an outline of the show. And these are the bullet points that we want you to hit, Josh. And here's the theme for the show. So, for example, it might be, hey, God is good. And the bullet points are, God is good. We want you to unpack what that means. We want you to unpack the fact that because God is good, we can trust him. You know, all this kind of stuff. And so I got sent one the other day, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And they wanted me to write about the fact that Jesus is our mediator. Now, aside from the fact that I think that's a ridiculous thing to write to a 10-year-old, I got adults that don't even care about that kind of stuff. But anyway, side note, side issue. They said, we want you to write about the fact that Jesus is our mediator, which is a biblical concept. The Bible does talk about the fact that Jesus is our mediator. But I think that that needs some more exploration. Uh, and I need to go away and do that. But they said, hey, here's, some, here's something that you might find helpful. And they'd scanned in some pages of a book that had been written for Sunday school teachers to teach the Sunday school teachers how to, uh, I guess, unpack this lesson. And so it was a book for Sunday school teachers. And the lesson was Jesus is our mediator. And hey, Sunday school teachers, when you're teaching this in your class, here's a story that you can tell to help kids understand what you're talking about. And here was the story. The story was that there was a little guy called Johnny, a little kid called Johnny, and he's kicking the ball around in his backyard with his cousin, we'll call her Kate. And accidentally, little Johnny kicks the ball through the garage window and breaks it. And little Johnny freaks out because his dad, who is God in this story, his dad told him not to kick the ball around by the garage. And what did he do? Kicked the ball around by the garage, and now he's broken a garage window. So he's freaking. And he says to his cousin Kate, he says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He says, Kate, I can't go tell dad that I broke the window because I will get in trouble. He will be mad at me. He told me not to do it. And I went and did it anyway. And now look what's happened. I, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't tell him. Hey, Kate, what about if you go tell dad? He can't get mad at you because you're not his kid. Like, you know, you're the cousin. And you didn't do anything wrong. And you're a girl. And he, he, he won't get mad at you if you tell him. Right. And so he'll be calmer about it. And then maybe while you're there, you could maybe tell him that it was an accident. Tell him that I feel really bad about it. Um, tell him that I'll, I'll pay to get it fixed out of my pocket money. Like just maybe you could kind of. And then by the time, you know, it comes to dinner time, we've got to sit down together. He's calmed right down. He's much more understanding. Would you do that for me, Kate? And in the story, they then said, OK, this is how you tell it to the kids. And you say, Dad, Dad is God and you're Johnny and Kate's like Jesus. Right? So if you're scared to go to God or you're worried about God getting angry, you can talk to Jesus and Jesus will go and talk to God. And I read that and I was like, that's that's wrong. Right? It's just straight up not what the Bible says. Because any time you have God responding one way and Jesus responding a different way, that's not right. Because Jesus is always responding exactly the same way that God was. And so this idea that you can open up your Bible and just read through the Gospels and read about this amazing person called Jesus and then extrapolate everything that he did and put it on God and say, this is what God's like. 
Man, it is, it is radically changing my view of God. And so we're going to just pivot a little bit now. And Abel and Kira are going to come on and, and just sing a song. And what I want you to do is, if you want to sing along to it, then feel free. But I want you to just sit there for a few minutes and just reflect. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit this question. I want you to ask him, Holy Spirit, are there any areas in my life where there's a separation or a difference between how I see Jesus responding to me and how I see God responding to me? Would you highlight those for me, Holy Spirit? Would you show me where I treat God one way, but I, I think Jesus would treat me a different way? Because any time, any time you've got God doing one thing and Jesus doing something different, it's not biblical, right? God is every bit as kind as Jesus. In fact, Jesus did nothing and said nothing other than the prompting that he got from God to do it and to say it. Does that make sense? So let's just put the song on. We're going to come back after the song. We'll do the draw for a $200 Mitre 10 mega voucher. But just for now, just in your quiet space, just relax, close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing it, and just ask yourself that question. Do I believe things about God's nature that I don't believe about Jesus' nature? Or do I believe things about Jesus' nature that I don't believe about God's nature? Because I'm telling you, God is every bit as kind as we see Jesus being kind in the Bible. He's every bit as loving, forgiving, understanding as we see Jesus in the Bible. He's every bit as fun as we see Jesus. He's every bit as excited about us as we see Jesus. Everything we see Jesus do, we see him do because that's what God would have done. Okay? So just sit back and ask God this question, where am I seeing you differently to how I'm seeing Jesus? Awesome.